So I feel like the sentence I just uh, sent you is kind of weird, because like the scarfing food down, I feel like that should sound better as scarfing down food. And I just, it, it's been bothering me since I sent it, because I don't know if you've, you're aware of it, but like, English is a weird language where you have to put adjectives in an order, otherwise they sound weird. Yeah. Where, like, if you do not put... I looked it up. It's a opinion, size, age, shape, color, origin, material, purpose, followed by the noun. And if you do it at all differently, you just sound awful. Like, like you can't have a green great dragon. I mean, here's the thing, <laughs> is that it reads weird, but it's not grammatically incorrect. Yeah, there's there's nothing technically wrong with it. You're just a monster if you do it. Like, like I don't have an issue with your saying uh, scarfing food down. Um, it didn't. It, it when you say it out loud, yeah, it's it's a little weird, but uh, I mean, there's nothing <clears throat> wrong with it. It's okay. Yeah, not technically. You just shouldn't ever do it. But, Anyways, hello everyone and welcome to Glowing Weak Point, the show where we talk about things, but mostly games. I'm your host as always, John, with me, my co-host, that will never not be my co-host, Wombat. Oh, uh, you know, maybe one day you'll replace me. I, that's impossible. This is technically your podcast. I, I guess that's true. <laughs> I mean, it's our podcast, like... I mean, uh, I mean, I had the idea, but then I approached you with it because you were the only one I could see doing it with me. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. Yeah, I, I, I mean, like uh. you know, theoretically, it's possible that one day you'll leave this show, and then like I don't mm. know what I'll do at that point. Um. Uh, I. I it, it, I guess it would really depend on how big the show got. Like, if we're still bringing in uh, 10 people a week, I think I'd just call it. I'd just say, oh, well, that's <laughs> that was that was the thing, and now it's over. <laughs> and now it's done. But I, I guess if we ever did get bigger, I'd have to, like, actually find someone to replace you. And that's a, that's a, scary, um, <laughs> that's a scary prospect to me. I wouldn't know where to start. Oh, I mean, yeah, for sure. Not not just because, like, I like to think that you think I'm irreplaceable, but also just because finding compatible chemistry for for podcasts is very difficult. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, 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 like, you are... I, I am of the opinion that everybody is irrepla- irreplaceable. You bring Aww. something to this podcast... Namely, um, like half of our segments, but also your personality. (laughs) (laughs) We would not have a game fact section without you. And that's like, nope, that's the most consistent, um, section of our podcast. Like, like that's the only, you know, that's the only one we don't ever fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, there there are there are slow weeks though. Like this is a slow week for Game Facts. Oh like, yeah, the, you, I found you s- dug up a, a who cares of a game this week. 
<laughs> it's a huge, hugely popular game, as you will soon learn. But we, we, that's that's like half an hour to an hour from now. So let's uh, let's get into it. What was your glowing point of the week? Um, you know, some weeks you enter a deep depression, and, and it feels like an abyss that you can't escape out of. Uh, mm-hmm. this, yes. This is one of those weeks for me. And gotcha. My, 2020, 2021. Yeah. <laughs> my my glowing weak point is that uh, I survived the week. I made Yay! it. Yay! I made it to the weekend, and here I am, and I'm not. Um, not dead. not to shit on that at <laughs> all, because sometimes that's all you can hope for, and that is an amazing thing. Like, don't don't discount. Nobody discount the fact that getting to another week is something to be happy about like that's something to be proud of sometimes life is just shit and and that's all you can hope for and it's not bad yeah i mean it sucks that that's the best thing you can say but (laughs) actually i've got one i've got one this is this is a stretch but um i finally uh or not i but Texas finally put up the um, applications for fall 2022, the uh, college semester applications. Ooh. And I put in my application to Texas A&M. Okay. Yep. I haven't heard anything back or anything, but I'm... The, and it, listen, Texas A&M, <laughs> specifically the uh, one that I applied to, has a 97% acceptance rate. <laughs> so, I could probably literally have not filled anything out on the application and been accepted. <laughs> There's a chance of that, yeah. Yeah. But it's in. And, and it, it's one less thing that I have to worry about. You know? Mm-hmm. Well... What about you? What did, what what's your glowing weak point? You were telling me earlier that you have had a week. I have had a week. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say my glowing point of my week was um I started cross stitching and I enjoy it now. Okay. I've been got got a got a small little cross stitch project I'm working on and uh it has been a little pocket of sanity for me. Let, let's let's take a look at this because um this this past week so so we've we've moved our recording days to Mondays so we record on Mondays now yeah. uh, last week we recorded a little bit earlier because I had to take uh, Hector my dog to the vet because his eyes popping out I mean you say earlier but it was literally the same time we recorded the week before that. That's true, but I it had to be that time. It couldn't be yeah. Um, any later because we both had hard outs. Uh, <laughs> Which I, I'm working so, on uh, solving that problem on my end at least. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't do anything about it on my end because I, I mean, I, I wish I could stop my dog's eyeball from popping out, but right. it, it it would be nice if that was a thing under your control, but. Yeah. <laughs> so so went to the vet, took him to the vet, and uh, as we assumed, it's gonna have to be a surgery. They gave us some. It's 
it's not eye drops it's an eye cream and we're supposed to apply it to his eye but we can't touch his eye so it's very confusing we kind of like just let it drop onto his eye and then he blinks it around and then like about a quarter of it actually maybe gets on the right stuff yeah with with pets it's always an issue whenever you have to put something in their eye or their nose it's like yeah or their ear you're getting maybe half of what you try to get in there in there (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh and you know they they did that just you know, maybe it'll work. Maybe we could just do the cream, and then it'll pop right back into place, and it'll be all fine. Well, spoilers, a week later, it has not popped back into place, and uh, we've set up the surgery. Fortunately, fortunately, very fortunately, uh, since his balls are also being a pain in the ass, and they're going to need a surgery, we could do it at the same time. And since with the not pet insurance sort of thing that we have... It's not insurance, but it's it's similar. It's insane to me uh, that a thing we, like pet insurance exists. <laughs> yes, and it does, and we can't afford it. Yeah, um, <laughs> same. Uh, I, I have four pets, and not a one of them has insurance. This is it, the the program. It's a program with this uh, vet, and it's basically a a puppy onboarding first year of life, slightly cheaper plan. Uh, so they, they give you, you, you pay monthly across the year and it comes out to be about 20% less than if you'd pay out of pocket, but you have to go to the one vet to do it. So you can't like shop around or anything. Uh, I mean, you can, you just, you're wasting the money that you're paying monthly for. Yeah. Um, and it, it covers, it's, it's free doctor visits, which pays for itself with a puppy. Um, cause puppies constantly have to go to the doctor, stupid reasons. Um, the, all the vaccines come free. So the rabies, the, the parvo, that's all of good. that. <clears throat> yeah. Cause that's another very costly one. Uh, they give you like two free fecal tests, which again, you, that happens. Like when you have a dog, they're, they're just going to have worms, when you get them like yeah. no matter where you get them from and it might not show up right away like like hector's didn't they they went and checked his poop nothing was in there then like a month later his worms showed up i guess they had just finished gestating or whatever like pretty much the but, first thing a vet does when you bring them a puppy is give the puppy hor- or dewormer yeah yeah it, it, it's just like yeah. they probably have worms we're just gonna take care of those right now yeah, the only chance you're not going to get that is if you're you're getting a dog from a breeder, which I have moral issues with. So, and even um, then, even then, it's safer to just give them, yeah, dewormer. Like dewormer one is not going to harm them really. No, and, and two <coughs> save their fucking lives. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and it also covers. Uh, the actual neutering itself. Uh, but then we've paid for an upgraded version that uh, covers not just the procedure of cutting out the neuters, but also um, covering uh, the pain meds for it, a cone, uh, the anesthesia for it, which all would be separate. <laughs> 
And because it covers the pain meds and the anesthesia, and we're doing the uh, surgery at the same time, I don't have to pay for anesthesia or pain meds for the eye surgery as well. It's just all going to be done at the same time. That's good. Which, huge money saver there. Uh, and then uh, then this week was, was wonderful. It was my, it's my anniversary week. You know, Your unfortunately wedding? my wife worked, yeah. Okay. My, my, my wife worked on our anniversary day, but she was off the day before. So we did most of our stuff the day before. And then on the anniversary, she got home really late and, uh, we'd already done stuff the night before, but I was like, you know what, let's, let's just have a date night sort of thing. I don't want to cook. Let's, let's go out to eat. Now it's late. So pretty much the only place that's open is like Red Lobster, which we've been to recently. And uh, it's not a Monday, so we're not going to go there because Monday's the only day that has all you can eat shrimp. That's the only reason why you should go to Red Lobster. Right. Um, and the other place was uh, Chili's. And Chili's is okay. Yeah, um, I'm not a fan. of Chili's is like slightly better Applebee's. I will agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, it, it's like, if you're the kind of person who doesn't want to go to Applebee's, you probably don't want to go to Chili's, but you'd be more willing to if somebody said, let's go to Chili's. Yeah. yeah. And usually that's the only time we go there is because someone's like, hey, you want to go out to eat? We'll go to Chili's. And usually that's accompanied by our treat. And you can't say no at that point. Right, like, I'm not going to complain if you pay for Chili's. Like, now... Okay. <laughs> yeah. So so then then we made a mistake. Oh. Because we went to this Chili's and we waited. And again, the the only reason we we picked this is because nowhere else was open. Right. At all. Like not even the fast food restaurants near us because the they're so short on staff that they all shut down at like 8. Uh, which, which hurts my, uh, fat, um, lazy self who likes to just go out at midnight and grab food. Right. Uh, so we go there and we wait for a literal 10 minutes before we're acknowledged. Damn. Not like we're sitting down waiting. No, we're at the front doors just waiting. And like three times we're like, should we go home? No, I'm sure they'll be here soon. And like... There's nothing to eat at home either. We'd have to cook something, and it's just, it's a lot of work, so I guess we'll just keep waiting. Uh, during this time, we noticed that uh, it's got the uh, Department of Health thing there, uh, you know, the, the, the notice of what it scored on its last test, uh, which all restaurants have to have. And they had gotten an 80, which is not great. <laughs> yeah. You would like when you consider better. that when you consider that most fast food restaurants get hundreds or ninety eights or something, like you have to say like what are you doing that's worse than a than a McDonald's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What that, that's worse than a Taco Bell? <laughs> hey, I like a Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, but you can't leave it without getting the shits. <laughs> That's uh, so true. then, 
so then uh we sit down they're all out of frozen margaritas which like lame uh because that's that's my preferred type of margarita and uh and we eat our food and then before we even like leave the table we're both sitting there going oh this this was a bad idea oh i hurt (laughs) (laughs) and yeah we we uh we pay they ignore us for most of the the time like they they showed up maybe twice to the table once to deliver the food and once to deliver the check um chili listen chili sucks you don't yeah no like (laughs) genuinely unless someone is literally paying for it and it's gonna be a long time from now uh i probably will never go back to a chili's fair enough i don't go Um, back to applebee's because i got a fucking spinach and artichoke dip that had a layer of grease on top oh gross yeah I, I think I've been to Applebee's once in my life, and it was enough to not want to go back. And I was a child at the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we we did that and uh, just moped our way out to the car, got home. Uh, I had food poisoning for all the next day. Um, my wife didn't uh, – was, like, constipated until – like two days later when then her food poisonings uh hit jesus um and uh yeah i i actually ended up missing work the next day um because i was i was confined to the bed and or toilet because i was weak from the the food poisoning and stuff and uh it was awful but later that night uh, I was good enough that uh, I was able to play some Destiny, had a lot of fun with the clan. I'll talk about that later. Uh, and then immediately followed, I, I played until like 1.30 a.m. And then, you know, we were done, you know, finished with the call, went to bed, realized that, oh, hey, the next day was extra life. <laughs> And I'm starting at 6 a.m. So you have four hours to sleep. Yeah, well, I ended up getting two hours and 38 minutes of sleep. Jesus. (laughs) I like how you have it down Uh, to the minute. (laughs) Yep, well, my watch tells me, you slept this much. And then I got up, and I, I did extra life, and, you know, was so exhausted from both the food poisoning and the lack of sleep um that was like shivering like four hours into it jesus uh yeah and then finished that passed it off to uh another person from my my channel and then went to work (laughs) until midnight wow uh and then yesterday i slept all day yeah so yeah that's what you yeah. do. Uh, it's been a week. <laughs> and, and and as I as I said earlier, uh, you've been having a lot of weeks recently to the point where it's really just been you've had a month. Oh, you know what? I totally forgot something as well. Um, uh, yeah, uh, in the middle of this week, about Wednesday, uh, my other dog, Lute's ear started bleeding. Oh, great. So uh, we tried... 
like an ear wash to see what was in, you know, what was happening in there, but it looked like it was an infection, so we had to take her to the vet, and it cost us like $200, and yeah. Damn. When it rains, it pours. Yeah. Uh, before we move on, I want to I wanna tell a little story also. Um, won't take okay. too long. Uh, so m- the city that I live in um, has not oh, had water for the past week. Um, I think. Oh, it, okay. I, You're on a boil notice? Yeah, we've been on a boil notice since I think Tuesday, maybe even Monday. Um, it's It's been a while. And, and they're saying it might continue on into this next week. And, and like nobody can do anything you know if you don't have water you, you can't you, you can't serve food <laughs> so yeah like no. all of the all of the fast food places and and all, all the restaurants and shit have been closed except for places yep. like McDonald's who decided oh we're going to serve food and you just won't get a soda you can have a milkshake or you can have a fucking Dasani water bottle because, yep. <laughs> because if we're going to give you a water bottle we're going to give you the worst one on the market Dasani uh, water is no, no 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 I'll disagree with that it's not Nestle I'd rather drink a Nestle I would not. No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. If we're going just by flavor, I would rather drink a Nestle. Uh, I am so serious. Dasani tastes like pool water. Yeah. So, hmm. But but that's that's another thing that's been going on this week for me. Is uh, awesome. Yeah, I've been having to hey, give uh, my dogs bottled water to drink. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you been reading anything recently? Um, I finished, okay, I've read two things this week. I've read, uh, Log Horizon, um, 4, which closes out the, uh, the third arc of the, the books. Um. Yeah? Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It, it, every, Log Horizon is one of those, um, light novels that could almost be, like, a regular fantasy novel. Um. Like it's yeah. it's still an isekai, but it's got so much world building and stuff going on. Like, um, it wouldn't look weird if you just like put a new cover on it and put it next to like the Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> I, I I'm serious. Like, like huh? Sometimes sometimes you forget you're reading like trash light novels. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but then, Ugh. then I started reading our book for, uh, uh, I think it's next week, actually. We could announce it right now. Um, what, is it due next week? It is next week. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. So, I've been reading, um, instead of becoming the hero, I've been reincarnated as a billionaire. And I'm about three quarters of the way through the book, and I want to die. Every time I read words in it. <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm going to have a different take on this book than you. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I don't know seeing... what your take could possibly be that would disagree with yeah. mine. But. 
Well, I don't fully disagree, but we'll we'll get into this next week. Yeah. Um. I have I I also finished uh, the uh instead of becoming the hero I've reincarnated as a billionaire because uh, I I got that and the Witcher books on the same day and I went I'm gonna have to read this soon but I really want to start the Witcher books but I really don't want to stop the Witcher books to read the uh, the other thing <laughs> so I just <laughs> blitzed through it and then I'm I'm one book into the Witcher books. Um, and really enjoying it. That's good. I've, I've started book two of eight. Uh, I wish you well on your journey. Yep. Yeah. It's great. Great first book. Now, my first book is different from your first book, though, I think, because I think the book you started reading was Blood of Elves. Yeah, that was the first one in my, uh, box set. Yeah, so there's, there's three books of short stories well actually no there's two books of short stories and a a third like side story sort of thing and then there's the five books of the main series and all of the short stories are prequels so i see so i've read the last wish and i'm working on the sword of destiny okay so and it sets up the characters pretty well all right uh but yeah Loving them. That's good. So... So what have you played this week? Okay. Um, so I've been playing a little bit more of that uh, that Dreamscaper that I've been talking about. Um, yeah. They had their first major update to the game. Um, and, oh. and so I wanted to get a good look at that and it doesn't, it doesn't do too, too much. So the big things that it did, um, is it added two features that makes it easier to get sand, which is like the, um, the currency you use within a run. Um, okay. Well, that's good. Or it, it added one way to do that. And then one new way to use sand. Um, so the, the, okay. the new way that you can get sand is, um, in the starting room of a level and you can add this f- feature in like using points in the, uh, the daydreaming system. Mm-hmm. Um, you can convert the meta currency, which is the stuff you use to like in level up the stuff in daydreaming or meditation or, uh, gotcha. Yeah. The sketching stuff that all like mm-hmm. add abilities to your characters and stuff. You can use your leftover currency from that and convert it into sand at the start of a level. Okay. Yeah. Um, wh- which gives you a little bit more freedom in s- like starting up a, uh, a build because yeah, like generally your starting items aren't that great. Um, I I've leveled up the, uh, a- like the rarity that they'll start at like the chance that they'll start at a higher rarity a fair mm-hmm. bit and they still usually start out as common items so you'll you'll want to be buying new stuff if you don't yeah yeah um and, and then another thing they did is they added the ability to re-roll the stores so like you can spend Ooh. a little bit of sand 
that increases every time you do this. Um, so you can't just keep re-rolling it for a cheap cost. You have to be like, uh, yeah, how much should I be spending in order to buy something new? Um, but you can re-roll the items in the store and hope, like, looking for one that might fit your build better. Okay. Um, and I've added both of those in, and they are very helpful. Uh, they also added two melee attacks, two ranged attacks, four of the uh, magic spells, and eleven of the keepsakes, which are, like, um, j- just general bonuses to your character. That you get within the uh, yeah. within the run, um, so they just mm-hmm. they added more options essentially. Um, melee attacks are still not incredibly useful. Uh, the The game is still very range focused, um, so uh, I, I I can. Do you need to go? I can live with. Oh, are you hearing that? Oh yeah. <laughs> Listen, I can't do anything about that. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not even sure if it's picking up on my. Uh... It might be. It might not be. Um, but they also <laughs> added new rooms to some of the later levels, or okay. maybe even to all of the levels. Um, and, and they added some new memories in there too. So just a, a little bit more story to the game. Um, okay. Yeah. I, the story is honestly the point where the game lacks the most to me. Uh, mostly because there's... There's like a hard end point with all of the uh, the characters. Like the characters that she befriends in the real world. You get them to the highest level of friendship and then there's nothing else to do with them. Hmm. Um... And, and, like, I have to get them all to the uh, highest level of friendship to, like, see the true ending to the game. But then after that, like, like what am I going to do? You know? It, I, I see the end point within my my grasp. And yeah. I'm wondering, like, is there going to be a reason to come back to this game after I reach that point? <laughs> and I don't know. But I'm probably having, not. I'm having fun with it as it is right now. Uh, That's good. Yeah. What about you, John? You know, I've seen. I'm seeing that you've played more Kid Dracula. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I I talked about how like of all the games for the Game Boy that I've played so far that I you know didn't grow up with and and beat multiple times. Um, it's the one that I would want to replay the most. And so for for the Extra Life charity stream I did, I played like an hour and a half of it. Okay. And in that hour and a half, I got maybe halfway through the game. <laughs> Jesus. It is a lot longer than I thought it was. And also, it gets a lot harder than I thought it would. Oh really? I was I was actually kind of impressed with with the difficulty curve in it of like it really picked up. It's maybe not Baby's First Castlevania. I mean it 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 still sort of is, but it's not as simple as I thought it would be. Okay. 
I mean, it's and it it still has basically the same mechanics. It it didn't add anything new. It's just uh, it gets tougher. <laughs> <laughs> the enemies get slightly harder, and the uh, progression gets a little bit more more difficult as well. Have you died? Oh, hundreds of times. Oh, okay. I've and and that's another thing that makes it baby's first again because uh you game over and you just start at the beginning of the area oh so like usually you go through a couple screens and then there's a boss um and if you die within the screen then you just return to the um uh, like the, the, the beginning of, the of that screen. Yeah. But when you game over, you don't start at the beginning. You just start at the beginning of the, the screen, which is very nice. I appreciate it greatly. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. That, not forcing you to play through entire stretches of game again, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I see you've played more Wildermyth. Tell me about that. Um, I finished a campaign... Uh, I, I used, I think, three legacy characters in that campaign. I started out with two, and then through an event, I found another one, which was really cool. Okay. Um, but, like, I found her trapped inside of a tapestry, and I was like, who is that? I don't remember that person. Um, she, she was a very minor, uh, member of a party that I used in, like, my second attempt at the first campaign. Um, Mm -hmm. which is, like, the shortest story campaign also, so, like, I didn't have much time with her to begin with. Um, but I got a lot more time with her this time, and, uh, Jesus... That were that run was so good. It was, <laughs> um, like by the end of it, I was able to um. Not only did all of the characters obviously that I got get added into my like legacy, and I had a ton of like built up characters this this time around, but I was also able to promote four of them to the second level of legacy. So that allows oh. them to keep like their their equipment and stuff. Granted, the weapons go back down to like the lowest um, tier. Yeah, but but like they but they're still the better weapons. But they're still better weapons. Like they're they're artifact weapons, or they have elements on them, or something, um, mm-hmm. which give them like abilities and stuff. But they also keep like all of their uh, trinkets and like like capes and talismans and rings and stuff. Um, so they're just okay. like very strong characters and I was able to level up four of them to the second rank and, and let them keep stuff from this run. Um, which meant that my three characters that I was using from the legacy already got went, went up to the second tier and then one character that I, that was from this run, um, I was able to just immediately pop up to the second tier. <laughs> okay yeah she she got a she got a very quick promotion um nice and what that allows is that like when i use them in the future they'll be able to choose two of their previous abilities when they go into a run like they're essentially starting at level two 
Okay. Yeah. Um, it, it it's really good shit. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, and also one of my ma- my my legacy mage character is now like three quarters crow, and <laughs> <laughs> she has a crow arm, she has a crow leg, and she has a crow head. <laughs> And and she right. also has a scorpion tail. Um, <laughs> Definitely a, a chimera of a person. Yes, um, at this point, uh, it, it, it's it's very fun. Like she got she got uh, she she was told by a fortune teller that like she was destined to become a crow, and, and like she accepted her destiny and started to become a crow. Um, and then, okay. like, at one point, I picked up a useless talisman that I kept on her, and, and an event triggered where a guy was asking for that talisman as payment for an animal tail. Uh, and, okay. And so I paid for a scorpion tail, and it's just now she is a human crow scorpion. And does the scorpion tail do anything for you? It does. Um, like the, uh, I don't think the crow leg did anything for me, but the crow arm allows me to like swipe at enemies close by with my talons. The crow head allows me to peck at enemies. Um, and the scorpion tail allows me to, in a line of like four tiles in front of me, it's ridiculous range on the scorpion tail. Um, it hits all the enemies in that range and if you have an ally there, it'll also hit them. So you have to be careful about it. Okay. But it'll da- it'll damage them, and it'll also poison them. Um, That's nice. Yeah, she is easily, like, my best legacy character at this point. Because she's a mage, <laughs> so she already has, like, a lot of ranged ability. Uh, mm-hmm. But if I run out of options with that, then I can use her as a close combat character as well so yeah she's she's just really good (laughs) uh i'm having a lot of fun with wielder myth uh you might hear a lot about it in the future as well (laughs) i'll keep coming back isn't this what you said would be your uh game of the year probably it might be um it's a toss-up between this and a couple of others okay yeah uh, what about a uh, Destiny Two? You said you had a lot of friend, uh, a lot of fun with your friends in there. Yeah. All right. So uh, I got a lot done. Is what happened. Um, so did some raiding. Uh, got the uh, the last easy triumph to get for the raid, and by easy. That's major air quotes because it was very difficult. Uh, but it was easy <laughs> had compared to, to the harder difficulties. Well, it's it was easier compared to the the next two. So there's there's weekly challenges uh, that make it a little bit harder. You, know, you gotta you gotta do an extra mechanic in order to get it, but you get an extra chest when you do it. And there's also a master mode which. Uh, requires a light level we don't have yet, and it's uh, it's very difficult. They just keep increasing that just, light level, huh? Yeah, it's it's just a much harder uh difficulty to play at, 
and so there's a master version of the the raid and you know completing it on master is one triumph but then there's another triumph for completing it on master and doing all of the challenges okay on master so haven't done that yet yeah it sounds like uh miserable sounds miserable yeah but we spent about two hours finishing the triumph that we have been trying for for four months now five months now ish uh finally finally just decided you know we're tired of waiting we're just gonna do it like we're gonna try and try and try until we're we get it whereas in the past we've we've just gone all right you know we'll we'll give this five shots and then we want to actually finish so we'll right (laughs) we'll do other things yeah um Uh, but this time, yeah, we, we finished it, and we got it done, and we won't ever have to do it again, except for when the rest of the members of the clan want it. Uh, and then you'll have to throw yourselves at it again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But you're getting stuff uh, done. But then, yeah, getting stuff done. We also got uh, two members of the clan finally got the uh, the exotic for this raid, which is, like, god tier this season. And, you know, very happy that they can get it. It makes me feel less bad about having had it for months now. Uh, but it's pure RNG, so it's, like, it's not... <laughs> it, it's just luck. Not anything you could do to influence it. Yeah. I was lucky. They were not. I'm pleased that I was lucky. I wish they had been lucky, too. Yeah. But they get it now. Um uh, and then, then I played, uh, oh, then I did another challenge where we had to do a, a legend version of the weekly, or not weekly, uh, seasonal activity. Uh, and it was, it was okay. Um, not, nothing real special there. Right. But then the next day, I <laughs> jumped on and played more Destiny. This was during Extra Life, and... Uh, finally started Grandmasters, and oh boy, did we cheese the hell out of it. <laughs> Is it to the level of, like, throwing bombs at the the bottom of the shield to get through it? You know what? I think it might be cheesier than that, in a way. Damn. So... <laughs> so, the way it, it works is, um... There's there's a big open arena and the boss for this this one just runs up and hits you and it, it hurts really bad and on grandmaster you just die basically. Right. Um and <laughs> it's so there's a there's a corner where there's a a shocking machine that you know does damage to you and stops you from being able to jump but it it is a chest high wall and like a tiny ledge to stand on behind it okay and so you get shocked constantly but if you have a warlock who's running a particular exotic and or um loadout uh you know class then you can 
What are you doing? You can just sit behind there and stay in a health bubble that'll keep the the damage from killing you, and then pretty much nothing can shoot you because of the chest-high wall, but if you aim right, you can shoot out of it, and if you've got enough warlocks or are running the right exotics and stuff, you can just permanently stay there. Wow. And then peck down the boss until you win. And nothing can it's, hurt you. It's, it's some bullshit. <laughs> Does Bungie know about these? Oh, yeah, they do. It's just, it's too much effort to fix them. <laughs> uh, okay, you know, that's an opinion they can have. Yeah. I would personally fix it. <laughs> Seems like I it mean, kind it's of just damages the, the, uh, the difficulty of the thing they're trying to do. I mean, it's still tough. It's just that that boss fight isn't fun, even on the normal strike. Okay. Like it's you you damage the boss for like two seconds and then he teleports away. Also, the uh... boss is invisible half the time, and uh, at least in Grandmaster, he can one shot you with his swords. That sounds miserable. Um, yeah. Uh, meanwhile. Uh, the map is littered with these exploding enemies that, while they're on a sector of the area, they electrocute the floor, making you take damage quickly and unable to sprint, jump, any of that. Um, so... (laughs) Yeah, fuck that. And then in Grandmaster, it takes, like, a clip and a half to blow those guys up. Damn. Um... Yes. So, you're just... No matter where you are, you're going to get electrocuted. Also, the... the the Everyone's... Most of the enemies are either one-hit-kill melee people who run up to you. They've got relatively low health, so it only takes about a clip to kill one of them. But there's, like, 13 of them at once. And, uh... They pretty much one-shot you. And also, there's a ton of snipers who also one-shot you. So, it's, it's like I said, it's not a fun strike even on just the regular strike. But a Nightfall that's Grandmaster, it's it's cancer. Ah. Uh, so. Yeah. <sighs> she is it all you want. Yeah. Yeah. I will. <laughs> Alright, tell me about Monster Crown. Okay. Um. Monster Crown is a monster collecting RPG that's on Steam. It came out of early access. Oh, this one. Yeah, it came out of early access this last week or maybe the week before. Um, it's a game. It's it's not Pokemon. It's not Pokemon. Um, it's worse than Pokemon. Uh, so I, well, thank you for thank you for telling me so I never buy this game because I'm not even a Pokemon fan. So here's the thing: is I think it actually plays pretty well. Um, so first, I'll, I'll list some of the good things that I like that that are better than Pokemon. Um, first is there's only five types, um, which ah oh, that see 
Already that's good. Yeah, so there's a... And they kind of work like a, a Fire Emblem weapon triangle where, like, this type is weak to this one and strong to this one. And then the, the one that it's it's strong to is weak to this one and strong to this other one. And, and, gotcha. Yeah, it, it just goes down a list like that. So, like, there's since there's only five to remember, it's pretty easy... Just in the whenever a battle starts, you'd be like, "Oh, it has the uh, the unstable typing next to it," so I know that I should be using um, the purple one, whatever the fuck that was called. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it, it's it's better in that way. Um, you can also have eight of the monsters with you instead of like Pokemon six. So it gives you a little bit more variety to work with all the time. Um, okay. What else? That, <laughs> that honestly might that it? be it. Uh, so one of the issues that I have is that leveling is, it's both necessary and unsatisfactory. Um, oh. like levels are, they're very slow to get for one. Um, and, and you, if you are like two levels below something, you are probably not going to be able to beat it. Um, it is probably going wow. to one shot you. Uh, okay. Well, that, that feels like levels mean a lot more than in Pokemon, where in Pokemon, I feel like levels generally speaking don't matter uh, like <laughs> yeah I, I disagree uh, levels very I, often matter I, in pokemon but it's in pokemon because of the moves i can go f- yeah the moves yes but like all of the stat changes and stuff i don't notice at all so that's in pokemon that's the big thing with the level is um so there's an experience share that's on by default um, at the start of the game, which okay. so all of your enemy, I see no reason to turn that off. So all of your Pokemon get experience at the same time, and it does that all on one screen. Um, and whenever they hit a level, there will be a little text box at the bottom that says like this po- this monster uh, gained uh, or went up to level like thirteen, right? Okay. It does not tell you if they learned any new moves. That is often just something I randomly learn whenever I'm using them in battle. Um, if multiple monsters level up at the same time, it only tells you about one. Uh, and I don't understand how much significant stat changes have. So whenever it tells me, like, oh, X stat, which I don't even fucking know what it is, went up by (laughs) 1.03, I I don't know if that's good or is that bad. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's it's rough. Uh, There's a breeding mechanic, which is very obtuse. Um. Like, you can, uh, you basically take one monster and breed it with another monster, and the sprite is determined by the first monster, and then the moveset is determined by the second monster, essentially. 
and when I say the sprite is determined by the first monster, that's what the game tells me, but they always come out looking different. They always come out looking like something weird. It's not the same monster. Uh, gotcha. Now, the game... Either that or the sprites are just bad. The story itself is a little interesting. It's trying to be, like, dark. It wants to be dark Pokemon. Um, so, like, the first gym leader that you fight is a, a monopolistic capitalist trying to take over a town by uh, gaining the rights to the the new mine outside of the town. Um, okay. And you chase him, you fight him in a battle, you beat him, and then you and the other townsfolk chase him out of town, and he gets on a boat and sails out into the ocean where he is eaten by a monster and, and leaves a blood-stained section of water behind oh yeah so the second gym leader is almost an afterthought like there's really no story attached to him Uh, he's just kind of north of the second town and you can fight him if you want to i guess um the, the the pathing is very weird um it seems like you can go, like, anywhere from the start of the game, but there's no reason to. Uh, but that means that it's very easy to get lost. Uh, y- you could be like, where am I supposed to be going? And head, like, east out of a town, and you're supposed to be going north. And you just keep going east, and you enter another province, and you can just keep going east. And it's... It, <laughs> I... I waver on how much I enjoy this game. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, it, it's very obtuse, and it wants you to spend a lot of time on its mechanics and stuff, and I don't have the time for that, and I'm not sure it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, John, tell me about Minecraft. Okay. I went mining. Okay. Uh, that is I what you mining do in and I got Yes, I got lots of iron, but more importantly, I was lighting up caves so that my monster spawner would work better. Because I have created a four-level dark room with, you know, water feeding them to a central drop and die point. Uh, and I need a whole lot more gunpowder. And... This is doing that. <laughs> so you got a, slowly. You got like a creeper spawner in your. Uh, no, no, it's it's just a dark room. I'm I'm making it so that it is the only dark place. Oh, I see. That exists. So you have like one little room that you're allowing monsters to spawn in, essentially. Yeah, I don't know that creeper spawners are a thing. Yeah, I, I mean either. they can be, but you have to you have to make them. I see. Um, I wouldn't even know how to make a spawner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no this this is no. I mean you you'd have to cheat it in. Ah, I see. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. You'd have to creative mode it. Uh, this is this is just a dark room with with spawning pads that the enemies then walk off of into water, which feeds them to a hole where they fall and die. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's um, an idea. 
Yeah. And uh, it's working pretty well. Uh, but to, to make it go faster, I have to stop other places from being places mobs can spawn. Which means I have to find all of the dark spots in my area and all of the caves, all of the tiny little caves, and go to them and light them up with torches so that I don't have monsters spawning there. Because there's a limited number of monsters that can, of mobs that can be in one chunk in the world. Right. And if they're spawning in a cave that I can't access, then they're not spawning in my grinder. I see. It sounds tedious. It is, but uh, honestly, mining is fun in the current version of the game, and it's probably going to be even more fun in the next version when they they finish the, the Caves and Caverns update. Right. Um, it's, it's interesting seeing the world and stuff. Uh, and also I have, I have a, uh, I have the ability to, to x-ray and find things. Okay. Without breaking, without cheating. Without cheating. You can just, yes. You gotta specify no, that. I, no cheating. I am, I am not cheating. Uh, although I did, I, I confess I did cheat yesterday when I played, or Saturday when I played for Extra Life, uh, because... I mistook a command. I was tired of. Uh, I had I had done some things in the chat, and I was tired of seeing them be in the chat. So I usually the command is slash clear to get rid of things that are in the chat. Right. Turns out in Minecraft slash clear deletes your entire inventory. (laughs) (laughs) And I had full netherite armor and gear and and a bunch of other valuables on me. And I didn't put back all the valuables, but I did cheat myself my set of armor again. Because it was it was perfect armor. Like there was there it was everything that you would want it to be. Damn. And, and you just slash and, cleared your way to nothing. Yep. And I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna grind that back up. I just fucked myself, so I'm just gonna unfuck myself. Is that an undo button? No, I tried. <laughs> if there is, I don't know it. Um Okay. Yeah. So yes, I cheated, but unfortunate i'd say it's fair yeah (laughs) all right you've got a game on here that i have no idea why you've got it on here so you're gonna have to tell me why you've been playing mega man battle network um so i think we've mentioned it before um like my interest in a mega man battle network collection uh oh yeah for sure because i'm interested in playing the games um yeah, it doesn't look I mean, like, they're good games. Yeah, it doesn't look like a thing that's ever going to happen. And we were talking about emulators <laughs> the other week. And I was like, I could just emulate the Battle Network games. Uh-huh, you, you should. And, and Un- until, until they decide to release it, that's the only way you have to play it. And, and so I, I did. I, I 
you know, I got a new computer like last year and I, I didn't put any emulators on it. So I had to get one for the Game Boy Advance and I, I started playing uh, Mega Man Battle Network and it's it's pretty good. So what are you using? Are you using VBA? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Visual Boy Advance is, is my favorite of the GBA emulators. Yeah. Um, I'm not very far into it. I uh, I have beaten Fireman. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know how long this game is, but I, I've beaten Fireman. <laughs> um, the, the gameplay reminds me, like... There's a game that came out, I think this year, or maybe late last year, called uh, One Step from Eden, um, which has pretty much exactly this gameplay from Battle Network, but fast-paced. Like, having now played any amount of Battle Network, I can see where, like, all the inspiration for that game came from. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have much to say about it. It's it's good. It's a it's a nice little RPG ish kind of game. Uh huh. Yeah. It's a little grindy, but it's definitely a JRPG. So. And, and I don't mind. I don't mind walking around. Like the gameplay is fun enough. Play. Like, I, I don't. Actually, wow. That I just realized this. What? That. It really is just a JRPG. Like it's yeah, it's it's, uh, it's the the <laughs> the combat the combat's more real time, but functionally it's a JRPG. it's a one to one with Final Fantasy. Like <laughs> you wander around, random events happen. Uh, there's there's and that's where you fight. The fighting's a little bit different, but you know, then there's like character equips and you find items just hidden on the ground and yeah it's dang it's such a jrpg yeah why do i like it (laughs) uh (laughs) because it's good yeah it is um but yeah i'll probably play it a bit more and i'll have more to say about it next week like whether i yeah still enjoy it or not Mm-hmm. Um, so we get to the end of this section and I see, like, I wanted to talk about anime, uh, like an update to the anime, because I feel like there's more to say about them than we did the previous time. And okay. I see on your list that you've got Comey Can't Communicate on there. Correct. Um, and since we've both watched that one, let's hold off on that one until the end. Okay. Okay. Um, so there's a, a, another anime that's been coming out that I didn't watch last time, but I discovered it afterwards and it's called my senpai is annoying. Um, have you been seeing this one? Nope. Okay. So my senpai is annoying is about a very short woman who works in a, in an office place. Um, and her senpai is this very big, loud bear of a man. Um, and there's obvious romantic tension between the two of them. And it's just a, it's a really funny, feel good show. Uh, it's got probably my, my favorite OP of, of this, this season. (laughs) Um, it easily knocks out of the park, uh, banished from the hero's party at this point. 
Okay. The vampire dies in no times. OP might be better, but it, it's hard to tell. I, I go from one to the other depending on the day. You know, they're okay. they're both really good. Uh, speaking of banished from the hero's party, have you been keeping up with that one? Yes. the The only ones I have dropped are um, the fruit of evolution. Uh, Miracle-chan and the night before the tricornered blah 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 right. blah. That weird ass fucking name. So, what do yeah. you think so far of Banished from the Heroes Party? Uh, I'm intrigued. Yeah. I, I did not expect it to immediately go into a uh, live-in girlfriend romance sort of thing. And I also didn't expect the other, the the hero's party to to come looking for him. Right, that's what most uh, intrigued me, and especially that it wasn't his sister. Like it wasn't the actual hero who said, "I'm going to go look for him." It was another one yeah. of the party. Although she she has blessed this undertaking. Yes. But it, it was not her idea from the start, and, and she's not going to do it herself, which is yeah. weird. But yeah, like, I didn't expect them to go back to the hero's party and be like, man, it sucks without Gideon around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm curious, though, because, like, as Gideon... I would not want to go. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to go back uh, to you guys. No, like, and and I understand that it was just the one wizard dick who shoved him out of the party. Right. It, it was not the, the others had no say in that. He made the decision, and because of that, Gideon left. Um, and And Gideon didn't even, like... I don't think the others know for sure why Gideon left, necessarily. No, Ari's um, is definitely not telling them everything about what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because the, uh, I think they said that the silver-haired elf girl, like, beat the shit out of Ari's because she thought that he might have killed Gideon. Yeah. 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 So, like, they have no information uh, about where he is, what he's doing, why he left. But but even even if I knew that, like, the others had been tricked and, and or didn't want Gideon to have left in the first place, Gideon's in such a good position right now. He's got a nice life in, like, a, a quiet little village. He's got a big tit girlfriend living with him. He's, he's he's doing really well for himself. He is. He's doing the thing he always wanted to do. Yeah. So, like, here, quit your dream. Go back to hunting the demon lord. I'll pass. Especially since all the news tells me that y'all are doing fine without me. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see how that, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, the vampire uh, dies in no time. I'm still keeping up with. It's 
it's just it's still just as funny as the first episode um yeah (laughs) the world's finest assassin gets reincarnated as an aristocrat or whatever uh it's it's cheap isekai shit (laughs) uh but it's still it's still enjoyable so i'm continuing with it yeah (laughs) if if you are not isekai trash like me don't bother watching it (laughs) but if you are isekai trash you're gonna love it right um, and if you're death game trash like me, uh, keep watching Platinum's End. <laughs> uh, okay. This, this shit is going wild. It, it used up one of its best ideas inside a single episode and did nothing with it. It's great. <laughs> like, so it, it, in the context of the show, there's a red arrow that most of the, uh, the death game participants can shoot. Um, and the red arrow, yeah. the red arrow makes somebody fall in love with you. Um, and it, the main character's angel was like, why don't you shoot your childhood crush with the red arrow? And he's like, I'm not going to do that. I d- I'm just going to confess my feelings to her and we'll figure stuff out. Right. And so he goes to school and his crush shoots him with the red arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. She's a death game participant, and she shot him with the red arrow. And, and this is all. So <laughs> this is all a um, a ploy in order to get him to help her, uh, because he has wings and she doesn't, so she can't outrun any of these arrows. Oh. Yeah. So it's like, hey, team up with me so I can survive, kind of thing. <laughs> and it's like. But essentially, his personality doesn't change when he's shot with the red arrow because he's already in love yeah. with her. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and so the the angels realize that, and then the show just skips past the thirty three days where he's affected by the red arrow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> They're like this. Nothing is, changed. This is the extent of our idea. Let's time skip past it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fantastic. Uh, hmm. um, Tacked up destiny is um, easily the best anime of the season. Um, still. Uh, okay. It, it's it only gets better with each episode. Uh, the second episode had a really nice um, scene. I've never seen a better music scene in an anime, where uh, the main character and the uh, the music heart before she becomes a music heart. So it's like his childhood friend, essentially. Yeah. Um, they're playing the piano together for an audience of people. Uh, and it's it's just really cute. It's it's really well animated for people playing piano. Uh, okay. Yeah. And, and then shit goes to hell, and she dies, and, and becomes a music art. And apparently, okay. music arts are not uh, like like that's something that uh, freaked me out is that the music arts do not have any memory of their time before they become a music art. Uh. So they're essentially different people. Um, yeah. and most of them choose to become one, but she just kind of became one by circumstance, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So uh, I guess I'll talk about the two of mine that you're not watching. The Akutop on White Sand is progressing. Uh, they kind of just got rid of one of the the problems just in the middle of an episode. So uh, last half of the season, they had to train someone from the new aquarium, and they like got in fights and stuff because they're from the new aquarium and they don't value this old rinky-dink old aquarium and the other people hate her because she's a symbol of their old rinky-dink aquarium dying and then they go work at the new aquarium and she's there and she's kind of in charge of stuff and they get pissed off at her because she's like always leaving early and stuff and she doesn't seem like she's super interested uh even though like she loves aquariums and she's fighting for it and so they get in an argument and yell at each other and then immediately after that it's like oh here let's make you feel bad she has she's a single mother Uh. (laughs) and so she has to go home early to like get her child from child care because she's a single mother damn and And everybody was of like yeah now She's still an absolute bitch. Uh, like it doesn't excuse her her actions previously, uh, but they just sort of ignore that, right. and are like, "Oh, we're all friends now because you know uh, I've shown you that I care, and you know I've learned about single parenting, and we feel better now." It's it was a I did not come home happy from that episode realistically it should be Uh, like i empathize but you're still being an asshole yeah Yeah. uh then uh isekai shokudo uh two uh is pretty good okay (laughs) restaurant to another world too i i mean like everything i said before still is true just it's just little vignettes and they're good at them all right did you pick up taisho otome fairy tale i have not yet Okay. Yeah. Uh, it keeps getting better. It keeps getting better. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's definitely not like the best anime of the season, but it's just a really sweet, wholesome one. Uh, and in this world, we could use with as much wholesome stuff as we can get. Yep. Agreed. Um. So what do you, what do you think about Sakugan? I I also haven't continued watching that one. Um, Ooh. I'm worried, honestly. The more I think about the first episode, the more worried I get that it's not going to be as good as it, it appears to be. And so I'm scared to continue watching it. <laughs> <laughs> give it a chance. Okay. <laughs> G- give it a chance. Uh, it's real good. It might it might not be as good as as you hoped, but it's still gonna be a really good anime. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll get back to it. Uh, uh, there were. Two, I guess that leaves us with the last one. Um, well, it leaves us with the last two because there were two anime that that are being released on Netflix. Um, and I guess you haven't seen Blue Period. No, I'm not a no idea what that is. Okay, so Blue Period came came out a bit before uh, Comey can't communicate, 
And Blue Period is a very beautiful anime about, like, a delinquent kid um, who's actually, like, very studious, but he hangs out with a bunch of delinquents. And he falls in love with the girl's artwork. And, and as a result, falls in love with art. And he starts, he, like, joins the art club and he, he starts doing art himself. And he, he realizes that he likes it so much he would like to go to college to do this. But because his family is poor, he can only go to uh, the Tokyo, Tokyo University of the Arts. Which only accepts okay. like 5% of applicants a year. Um, gotcha. So he has, he, ha- he has to become really good at art within... Like, he's already in his second year of high school. So he has to become really yeah. good within like two years. Yeah, and, and that's what the show's about. Um, and it's it's really it's really good. The art is all really good. Um, the the characters are all fun and interesting in their own ways. Um, it's got a trans character. Oh yeah, uh, which I didn't realize at first, but I guess she's been. Or they don't really specify what gender she like identifies with the most, but she she wears like mixtures of the boys and girls uniforms to school. So she'll wear like the boys blazer with a mini skirt. Okay. Um, and the main character refers to her as a she, but at one like in the scene that reveals like like that she is trans like she she just got dumped by a guy and she's talking about like he he doesn't want to date a man so, mm-hmm. so it's like it's complicated with how it's treating her gender or their gender yeah Let, um and i i think that's interesting because you don't you don't see um like trans characters in anime very often and when you do they're often not treated with respect and and uh their name is ryuji ayukawa and they the anime is treating them with respect uh and yeah that's cool i'm not sure if it's doing it perfectly but it's it's attempting (laughs) So uh, there's there's actually you just reminded me that there was another one on um, Netflix. Uh, there's there's one that I forgot to talk about last time. Oh, which is the way of the house husband part two. Oh, I haven't gotten back to that yet. <laughs> oh, it's so good. My family watches it as a group, <laughs> so we have to like actually have time to get together as a group to to watch this. It's so good, and, 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 they did a second thing at the same time. Okay. And, they made a live action. Oh, I've heard about this. I've heard, okay, I've heard this is (laughs) awful. (laughs) Oh, no, I love it. I love it. So, it's got the exact same energy as the way of the house husband it it is identical energy to it so it's um it's the voice actor for tatsu okay um 
It's the voice actor for Tatsu who, uh, Kinjiro Tsuda, um, and it's him going around his house being a house husband. Right. Just for himself. I heard that it's missing, like, all of the other characters. Like, it's just him. Oh, yeah, because it's, it's not the way of the house husband. It's not set in that world. It's our world. The voice actor playing the voice actor. It's it's him as himself, oh. the human. What? The human who voice acts Tatsu. And, like, there, there are a lot of the time he, like, walks around and he's got the script in his hand as he's, like, vacuuming or something. And he's, like, practicing. <laughs> so this is, like, some kind the, the of script. weird reality TV show where you just watch him go about his day. <laughs> yes, except he's he's experiencing the love of house husbandry. It's I love it. I love it as much as I love the way of the house husband. Because and it, and they're different, but they have the exact same energy. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's beautiful. I might check I that I out. want more of it. Okay. I would strongly suggest it. So, what did you think about Comey Can't Communicate? I thought it was pretty good. It's... It's not what I expected. But then again, I didn't know what to expect because the only reason I watched it was, again, it's always on the front page of Reddit. Right. Um, this, this show was very hyped up. Yeah, well, because the the when I say it was on the front page of Reddit, I don't mean that the show is because I mean it. It was originally a manga, right? And the 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 manga community for it is apparently ginormous. <laughs> I, it's 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 huge. I I see it more often on the front page of Reddit than I do One Piece or Jesus. Dragon Ball or, or any of the other, like... One Piece it, is a religion. Honestly. <laughs> correct. <laughs> and apparently Komi-san is the original religion because <laughs> it's huge. Um, and that's that's why I was like, all right, well, if, if the manga is this good, hopefully the anime is at least somewhat good. And it is. Um, it's yeah, it's pretty good. Um, it's funny, and it's it is it's animated really well. It's a beautiful show. Yes, it is. As someone who had genuinely no idea what it was going into it, <laughs> it's it's pretty good. I'll I'll keep watching it. It's a it's gonna be a weird slice of life anime. Yeah. Um. Um, the first episode was 17 minutes, which is, like, one of those weird, like, like half-episode kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I just saw a lot of hype for this show going into it, and I came out of it thinking, that's another slice of life. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a really well-done slice of life, but it's like, that's... It, it, it's a slice of life. It's, a, it's not anything more than that. I don't think. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll agree with that. And, and it, I don't know if the manga predates this other show, but, but like, I've seen an anime before about a character trying to uh, break out of her shell and get more friends at, in middle school. So this this just kind yeah. of puts the characters in high school instead. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I guess there's like like weird, unique characters all over the place, but I don't know. I I mean we we are one episode and we are. It's it, I I it, it didn't live up to it, the hype that everybody was giving it. Is all I'm saying. I. I doubt it's going to be anime of the season. Uh, certainly not anime of the year. But I'll I'll be watching it. Yeah, I will too. I I'm co- I am confused with with how it's airing because this is not the way Netflix usually airs anime. Oh no, this is good. I, um, I like this. It. Comey can't I, I also and like Blue it. Period are both being updated weekly as they should be. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm I'm also confused because like, according to any list, like episode four gets released soon, is, is the next one to be released. What? But yeah, I I think it's getting released earlier in Japan. Is that maybe a, or maybe it's a typo? No, no, it's definitely not because I've I've been watching when it. I was going to have watched it according to any list um, when. Uh, before we even did our our like uh, anime talk several weeks ago, like it was supposed, to, according to Annalist, it was supposed to be um, released back then. Oh, okay. And then, it, so I I think it's releasing earlier somewhere else. Yes. Okay. So the original air date was October seventh, but the worldwide release was October twenty first. Yeah. yeah. So it's like that's it's two weeks behind. Yeah. yeah. John, introduce us to Game Facts. Hey, it's Game Facts. Oh, you came at that. This week we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Game Facts. Now that's also a weird energy. <laughs> hey, this week, this week we're talking about Load Runner. The reason I picked Load Runner is I feel like we've talked about it three or four times recently in other Game Facts, and I might as well just you know get it out of the way. Talk about the actual thing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Load Runner is a 2D puzzle platformer developed by Doug Smith and published by Broderbund. Doug Smith. What kind of a name is that? Doug. Doug. I I don't like Dougs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I I, his his full name is is Douglas E. Smith, but he's typically credited as Doug Smith. I, I don't know any any good people with the first name Doug. I don't know many people with the name Doug. Yeah, it's not a common name anymore either. No. Yeah. I like Frederick Douglass, but he's not a Doug. Yeah. He's a No. He's a Frederick. I'm not a big Fred person personally. Uh I can I can get I can hang out with the Fred. 
you know? The best the best Fred I know wears an ascot. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man, this is gonna this is gonna be weird. Uh the best Fred I know is the comic barbershop quartet formed in nineteen ninety nine or nineteen ninety by members of the Marietta Big Chicken Chorus. So they're they're local to me. Uh they they were gold medalists in 1999 at Spebsquisa, the international championship for the uh, Society for the Preservation and Encouragement of Barbershop Quartet Singing in America. You know what? You're wrong, John. <laughs> there is there is one other Fred who is a national treasure. A stare? Fred Durst. I don't know who the fuck that He's is. He's the lead singer of Limp Biscuit. Oh. He did it all for the nookie. <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm sticking <laughs> sticking with my answer about Fred. <laughs> in Load Runner, you play as a miner who must collect all the gold in a level, traversing using ladders, monkey bars, and digging whilst avoiding guards. Why are there monkey bars in the mines? Uh, or it, it calls them hand over hand bars. That's, it's a um, monkey bar. Yeah. Uh, Why are they in a mine? I don't know. I have no idea. I feel like they don't belong in a mine. <laughs> yep. Also, you start at the bottom of the mine and you're working your way out, so. What? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. You're like going home for the day. You're, you're not like. G- correct. You're not going into work. You're, you're leaving. It's time to go home. <laughs> Doug Smith, who later produced The Secret of Mana and Secret of Evermore and helped to localize Chrono Trigger, was introduced to Space Panic, a similar but much simpler game, and then saw Donkey Kong and began working with a couple college friends to create a sort of mix between the two, which allowed for players to create levels. Oh shit, can you. They released. Can what? you create levels in a Loadrunner? Does it have level creation? Yes. Oh shit. Yes, but this this is this is for the game that they eventually released uh, on a whole bunch of systems, non-paid, uh, called Kong. <laughs> what? Yeah, it was it was it was very very similar to Donkey Kong. <laughs> I imagine, and it's just using like King Kong instead. I guess. <laughs> You can't you can't really find it nowadays. It's one of the the games that that disappeared. Uh, R.I.P. Kong. The next year, on his own, Doug redesigned the game in a weekend, creating a working rough version of Load Runner in black and white with simple animations, but still all the me- mechanics and even the level editor. And after a ten thousand dollar advance from Broderbund to make it prettier, it became one of the best selling games of the Apple II and C- Commodore sixty four. Only a ten thousand yeah. dollar advance. Uh well, he needed it for a color monitor and and keyboard and stuff. Oh, so he basically himself. just asked, like, "Hey, can you get me this stuff?" And they were like, "Here's the money to buy that stuff." Yeah. Well, that and just you know. And advance so that he could live off of it and have full time to work on the game. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but he redesigned it in a weekend. 
Yeah. <laughs> games games didn't take long to make back then. No, like he basically one man game jammed it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I guess it became I a mean, super popular game. Yeah. The one of the best selling on the Commodore 64. Man. Which was huge at the time. Yeah. yeah. Like people people think about the Commodore 64 now with with kind of a, a negative light, but the Commodore 64 was computers back oh, then. Oh yeah, it was it was a massive like, thing. <laughs> we just look at we look at everything that predates the NES with kind of like disdain. Yeah, but it it wasn't just a game console. Like the Commodore 64 was a personal computer. Yeah. But all we all we <laughs> think about it as is a game console today. Yeah, it, it was it was bigger than Windows. <laughs> it was it was let's I'd say it was almost as big as Windows is today. But in a time when nothing could be as big as anything is today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the game was a huge release, spawning more than forty remakes, ports, and sequels. Almost one a year since its initial release in 1983, and another one scheduled to come out next year. This is the Skyrim of the 80s. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, but it like it successfully made it into the 3D world. Like it 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 breached that, whereas a lot of other things have failed. Like remember Pac-Man 3D? No, you don't. No, why? <laughs> I mean, why would I play Pac-Man 3D? What would that even look like? There there were several Pac-Man 3D games. We talked about it in the Pac-Man. Facts. All I remember about the about the Pac-Man facts is that Toro Iwatani is like a huge misogynist. Yeah, he is. Uh, Tozai Games, the most recent remake publisher, is also the publisher for Spelunker, a relatively similar game that also came out the same year from Broderbund. That's not Spelunky. There's a lot of... Spelunker. No. But Spelunky kind of is the cross between Spelunker and Loadrunner. Okay. There's a lot in common between the, the three games. Okay. I mean, that kind of makes sense. I just think it's weird that, like, Spelunker and Loadrunner are pretty similar, and they came out the same year from the same company. Like... <laughs> Like you're doing Broderbund was really hedging their bets there. Yeah, you're doing competition with yourself at that point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of its more iconic original releases was a port by Hudson Soft to the NES, with the soon-to-be-famous sprite for the guards, Bomberman. In the NES releases of both Loadrunner, which came first, and Bomberman, canonically a prequel, I guess, it tells a, of a story where if a guard makes it to the surface, they become human, and thus Loadrunner creates the Bomberman we know today. What? So, Loadrunner came first. In Loadrunner, the sprites that Hudson Soft made for the NES version for the guards are Bomberman. Okay. So, like, the guards in Loadrunner are Bomberman. They are the same exact sprite. And then, later that year slash the next year, they just reused those sprites to create Bomberman. the game Bomberman. Um, but in the... 
I, I think it's in both of the um, the manuals for the games. So both the Load Runner and the Bomberman NES manuals. It talks about how if a guard makes it to the surface, they become human. Because, I mean, the guards look kind of robot-y. Um, right. And so Bomberman is set... Uh, at the end of Bomberman, the game, there's a screen where it's like, you've beaten Bomberman. Bomberman becomes Runner. What? And there's a picture of the Load Runner character. So... The, the the Bomberman is a prequel to Load Runner, right? where in Load Runner he goes to the surface and becomes human, and that's the Bomberman from then on. Because Bomberman is a human in most games. Right. What? <laughs> or at least White Bomberman is a, a human in most games. So Bomberman was a robot guard. Yes. And then he captured a bunch of gold climbing his way to the surface, wherein he became a human Bomberman. So you play as Bomberman in Load Runner. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, sure, why not? (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, Load Runner and Bomberman, same universe. It's interesting to me that you didn't tie Load Runner into Captain N. I don't know why. How would I? I don't know. It's just for such a popular game, I thought it would be uh, featured. Yeah, but I I think Nintendo didn't own all the rights to it, so I see. Yeah. It's sad, because I'm sure it would have been great. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> or it would have been like that that uh, basketball episode where they say hoop 32 times. <laughs> hoop. <laughs> hoop to do da day. Uh, that's right. Hoop to do da day. it's time for our thing of the week yep and i just pulled uh, a, i pulled a word out of the future topics section of our little document here and i just threw okay. it up there okay we're talking about crafting this week yes yeah we definitely i feel like we're not gonna talk <laughs> we're not gonna talk long about this probably we definitely have <laughs> enough time to go deep into crafting this week john here there's there's two things two different ways crafting is is uh, three different ways i'd say crafting is approached one is with a game that is crafting like minecraft uh just about everything in minecraft is crafting uh and because it's a core mechanic and it's done very well it's good and then there's games like most first-person survival games nowadays. They just have crafting slapped uh, in there, because why not? Well, that that make 
so you you have to like go around and and find all the materials during the zombie apocalypse and then you can like craft your your base and your bullets and stuff and it's pretty good um but it would probably be fine without it right where if you, you and then just and then there's the weapons around yeah and then there's the third one which is like skyrim and literally of every other game that exists nowadays where people go oh crafting exists let's slap it in our game everyone loves crafting spoilers crafting like all other mechanics are good in the correct context um there's actually a fourth way to do crafting which is where which is not no (laughs) I, i mean a fourth way to do it um which is where it's a very it's a core mechanic but it's like like it shares the spotlight with other things so that would be like the the atelier games um yeah where like half the game is crafting but then the other half is also jrpg yeah so i i think that's different enough where where because the the Especially um, outside of the PS2 games, which are basically just JRPGs with crafting elements. Um, Everything else besides those is like... It's more of a crafting game with JRPG elements. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. John, I don't like how prevalent crafting is well yeah no because it's like i said it it, (laughs) in every other game uh it's it's too much i can't throw a stone without hitting a game that has crafting in it yeah (laughs) i mean they they pretty much all do and there's really no need for it it's it really is just thrown it's like um it's a term like uh what's the one we hate so much i i don't know what Um, you're talking about replayability oh hate it hate it it's 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 it crafting is used nowadays like replayability yes um it's like look at all the things it's got crafting in it it. look at all the things you can do in our game crafting Top of the yeah. list every time. We have crafting. D- do I yeah. care? Like, uh, in Fallout. I'm not playing Fallout to do the crafting. The crafting is just no. kind of like, I guess I have to do this in order to get a good gun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, uh, there's so there, there are two different kinds of Tales games. Uh, like, they have two different teams that make Tales games. One is the team that made Tales of Symphonia, and the other is the team that made Tales of Graces. Um, and the Tales of Graces team always has like like uh, where where you have to like combine different things to make a weapon that has different stats, and you could have two weapons with the same name but are completely different. One is good and one is not. Okay. Or you can play like a Tales of Symphonia style game where every weapon is just like, like here are the stats to it. 
it's you found this in the new dungeon it's better than what you had before okay and i always prefer that the symphonia style where it's just like, yeah. like i found the new thing the new thing is better than the last thing i don't have to think about it i can just slap it on my character and move on you know it's a good example of crafting just being completely unnecessary adding nothing to the game and being worthless to do what fire emblem there's crafting in fire emblem yes in fire emblem you can create weapons i did not know of this mechanic what games does this exist yeah. in <laughs> uh so let me up the uh the list of fire emblem games because i can't remember all the names of them uh obviously it, it happens in fates because fates does everything good and right fates is the, uh, but it fates is the opposite of awakening and that it took all of the worst parts of the series and condensed them into one game <laughs> um i hate awakening uh but it originally happened in path of radiance and radiant dawn Ah, the Wii games that cost $100 at least. Well, one of them's GameCube, but okay, Whatever. Sure. It doesn't matter. Um, They're expensive as fuck and uh, impossible to find. Have, having not played the DS remakes that followed those, I can't speak to whether it was included in those. I've just played the originals. Um... But, yeah, I know in, in Fates and the, the Wii and GameCube games there was weapon crafting so and you've played fates haven't you uh i mean i played birthright um okay there's crafting in birthright uh, if there is i didn't notice it <laughs> <laughs> yes you, you have the ability to create your own weapons and upgrade the weapons and oh i uh, think i did upgrade some weapons it's I, never worth I it i vaguely recall doing that um yeah it is a waste of there's time there's no point um nope the, the, like all i really need is a, to slap a killing edge on somebody and to move on <laughs> yeah uh yeah like a strategy game that's the, why why would you have crafting in a strategy game that it's mm -hmm. the game is already so much menu you're you're already spending so much time in the menu. Why would you add more menu shit to do? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I looked it up on on the wiki. Uh, so Path of Radiance uh, was the first one, and you could you you can't forge anything beyond like iron, steel, silver, and the 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 cheapest um throwables so after the beginning of the slim. game it's useless well i mean silver's still useful but yeah you you can't do any like axe breakers or killer right. I weapons mean, silver is a mid-tier weapon at best i i've i always my opinion is always silver's worthless yeah <laughs> um doesn't it have like a very it, low it, durability count? Yeah, very low. It's usually twenty. Yeah, it, um, it doesn't last you long, but it hits pretty decent. No. 
Um, I, I'll always pick a steel weapon over a silver weapon. Same. Um, I'd rather be in the fight and than I'll, be dealing a lot of damage yeah. for a short period of time. So, starting in Path of Radiance, in Radiant Dawn, they added the ability to use a coin, which is a a a item, not the money. Um, in the original game, you could sell them for a thousand gold, but in Radiant Dawn, you could use them when forging to give weapons a random bonus. So, usually weapons that were forged, you could raise the might hit crit and weight raise or lower them um okay so you can you can like really dial in what you want your weapon to have but it's i mean just a regular iron sword's gonna be just fine right um there's no reason but the the coin the coin to give a random bonus is is nice um but still again no reason uh, then uh, Shadow Dragon and New Mystery of the Emblem, uh, the, the remakes, um, have forging as well. Um, apparently, Wi-Fi battles, you have to use forged weapons because they're just more powerful than weapons, including legendary weapons. <laughs> well, I mean, that's just like the, the kind of Pokemon shit where if you're going to be fighting online, like, yeah. you have to breed your Pokemon. And... Yeah. yeah. Uh, in Fire Emblem Awakening, players can forge weapons once Chapter 1 has been completed. Fire Emblem Fates, as previously mentioned. Um, Fire Emblem echoes you can forge your weapons in any town but it just improves weapon stats um also you can evolve a weapon to the next rank or to a different weapon um and three houses you can forge so it's it's basically every game since the the gamecube one okay you can forge and it's never necessary i don't remember it i don't in any of them yeah i don't recall it (laughs) the the only reason it is added in is because fire emblem is a trash game and they want as much as possible to seem like it's a worthwhile game in it (laughs) Um, and that's why crafting gets added to games correct It, it it is a a a thing where you go i'm not certain that people are going to want my game with its current simplicity. So I'm going to add in bullshit to bulk up the game. Make the and meta make it a little look... more complicated. Yeah. Make make it look like it is a bigger game than it actually is. Right. When in actuality, um, it's a very simple game that you could go through without doing any of the superfluous bullshit. Cough, cough, Skyrim. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's it's in a lot of games. Like, Kingdoms of Amalur is one of my favorite games. Um, but it has crafting from potion crafting to uh, weapon crafting to gem crafting to slot into your weapons and armor and, and stuff like, to make them better. Just put these in chests and let me find them. I don't need yeah. to do all this fucking bullshit. And you don't. Like, it... At most, you can get, like, a tiny benefit for 
one area and then you move on to the next area and everything you've you've crafted is worthless because the enemies are dropping things better than what you've crafted. Yeah. So yeah. Or, or like how many people do you know who play Skyrim and spend a lot of time blacksmithing? What? <laughs> All right, so there are there are ways of breaking the game by by blacksmithing and and doing other things. So if if you like level up your skills to a certain point, then you can make things that are broken. Um But you have to put the time into it to get to that point. Yeah. Like who yeah. has level 70 or whatever blacksmithing? <laughs> 100. 100 is the max. Yeah. But I, who has 70? Who has 70 blacksmithing in Skyrim? <laughs> Fucking no one. Uh, yeah. Like why why would you do that? Why would you put your time into that? It does. I don't understand it. Well, and 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 clearly the developers didn't put their time into it because, as previously stated, if you get enough levels, you can make things that break the game. Right, like, they didn't care. They're just like, here. You, you can do things that, like, give you a spoon that you can use this spoon as a weapon and it just instant-kills giants and dragons what? and enemies. Yeah, like... <laughs> Like I said, you could really, really break the game, but uh, I don't know. I just I'm not excited by it. No, like, the only time I get excited for crafting in a game is again when it's a game where crafting is one of the main focuses. Like I, I yeah, love like Minecraft or Atelier. Yeah. I, I love those games. Minecraft is really fun. Like the, I mean, the whole game is based around building your own shit, so that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Atelier is based around increasing your skills as a crafter, so it makes sense why you're spending so much mm -hmm. time doing this. And they put a lot of effort into well, like making the mechanics interesting. Yeah, and it's not just like. Uh, Minecraft is relatively simple in that you, you remember a pattern and then you combine the set things into the pattern and it makes the item or, or whatever block. Um, whereas in Atelier, it you it's like a puzzle game. Yeah, like you get a recipe and you, you put the <laughs> ingredients in, but the item can be good or bad depending on how you put them in, what quality the items you put in are. Uh, some yeah. recipes allow like how you just fit a them into the recipe. Item. So like if you have a lower grade item or a higher grade item, you'll get a completely different thing at the end. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's a puzzle game. Yeah, and each <laughs> each one is different too. Like it's not the same puzzle every game. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm willing to. Uh, except the the survival games, like I mentioned, where they they've got the your what's the the most popular one? Seven Days to Die, I think. Us? Oh no, I was I was Seven Days is is what I was thinking. Oh, okay. Um, when you said survival game, where, like, I was uh, my mind immediately jumped to all the fucking hoops you have to jump through in The Last of Us to get like little explosive weapons or whatever like 
You're just picking up yeah. bullshit and stuffing it in your pockets in the hope that, like, at some point you'll be able to put together a handmade, homemade grenade or something. And it's yeah. like, you could just have these now, in the world and let me pick them up. <laughs> no, I'm talking about games like Seven Days to Die, which is, it's first-person shooter, survival horror, uh, zombie survival sandbox game, where it, towards, you know, the end of the game, you're you're building like Minecraft style a base to you know survive the hordes and uh you're you're going out and and breaking things down to harvest their materials so that you can create guns and stuff 7 days to die really is just uh first person survival minecraft it's a crafting Um, simulator with zombies it 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 is it it, it really is a a a sandbox just like minecraft but there's there's a lot of those games and like i i accept that the crafting system is vital for them but i also have a slight problem with them in that there's just so many of the same game because people decided that I could sell a crafting game by doing blah. Right. And like seven days to die is really the one. Uh, whereas like Minecraft, similarly there's, there's the ace of spades. There's so many other voxel crafting games that are just Minecraft except worse. Um, Uh, and I, uh, blah. Yeah. Um, like, crafting also exists in, like, the farming games and stuff, like, like, Harvest Moon and Stardew Valley and such, but I don't mind it so much there either, because, like, like, it kind of makes sense. Like you're living off of the land and everything. So you gather up materials to yeah. build your bee houses or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't mind that. You, you don't spend too much time in those menus. Like you have the materials, you go to the menu and you click on the item and it just makes it. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't spend a lot of time on superfluous bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, like that that's that's where i have a problem with crafting i guess is when it's it's superfluous to the game or when there's a whole bunch of extra steps to the crafting that aren't needed uh, yeah. like like i don't want atelier's system inside of skyrim you know i don't <laughs> want that yeah why no. am i spending that much no. time on crafting <laughs> And, and and really, like I said previously, this just comes down to these are all just mechanic tools that you you don't need to add to everything. Right. Uh, Skyrim does not need 3D platforming in it. No. You, you, you don't need, like, but 3D, lots of people like 3D platformers. You know, Banjo-Kazooie is a really, really enjoyed game, so why not let's put 3D platformers in Skyrim? No, they didn't. Banjo-Kazooie because doesn't need 3D platforming the, either. No, Banjo-Kazooie has amazing 3D platforming. 
it's it's amazing. It's it's the only good 3D platformer. <laughs> um, and believe me, I've played them all. Uh, but I've even played Ty the Tasmanian Tiger. Okay. Um, <laughs> Go off. <laughs> but like, it's it, it, you you wouldn't add 3D platforming to Skyrim. So why would you add crafting to Skyrim? Similarly, like, a game like Hot Lava, which is all 3D platforming, that's all it is, you wouldn't add crafting to that either. You, it's, it's doubling down on a mechanic, and it does it so good, why would you add enemies? Or, like, that's, that's why Hot Lava is such a good game, is because it doesn't add bullshit. Right. It just makes the game they intend to. If you're not going to focus on a mechanic in your game, don't put it in the game. Like, if 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 crafting isn't going to be a core part of your game, don't put it in at all. Right. You can always um, just have weapons laying around. Yeah, and, and, and with Skyrim. Like, Skyrim is a game about fighting. Uh, but there's, there's some other mechanics, like you can sneak around... Uh, you can basically win the game by sneaking. You can. You uh, can go the whole you know, game you, in you stealth can. mode. You, you can win the game using each type of weapon that exists. You can win the game it, by magic. using magic. No, magic sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you level it up all Not the way. Not if you but waste that takes time a lot getting to level 100. <laughs> but... You know, you can win the game with that. You cannot win the game by crafting. No. Crafting is a side thing to get you to another mechanic. And the thing is, the stuff you can craft... I want a better weapon. Like, the stuff you can craft is often lying around anyway. It's not necessary. If I can do a dungeon and, like, open up a chest and get a really cool, like, enchanted battle axe... Why would I waste my time getting the materials to make an enchanted battle axe? I'd rather play the game and be rewarded than go through all these extra steps. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Well, that was that. that. Uh, John? Yep. Um... I don't know how to end this today. Hey, I, I know we cuss a lot, but uh, you should share this with a minor. Hey. <laughs> Get it? Because load runner and... <laughs> oh, uh, you know what? Hey, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Sorry that our crafting thing just kind of went weird. And also that our lives were miserable and we talked about that at the beginning. Yeah. Um, also, like, we have a coffee and it's been up for a while, but now we have a goal on the coffee. So if you go to... <gasps> a goal. Yeah, we have a goal. So if you go to coffee.com, that's a ko-fi.com slash glowing weak point, you can find our, uh, our, our, our Patreon, essentially. You know? Um, and we have a goal of $30. And if we reach this goal... John and I have agreed that we will put out an extra episode every month where we play and then discuss a game voted on by people who pay us. <laughs> yep. Yep. 
Pretty much. <laughs> uh, don't forget that next week we are going to be reviewing, instead of becoming the hero, I've reincarnated as a billionaire. So if you want to, you can pick up that book. You shouldn't. And we will talk about it. Uh, <laughs> this this is no infinite shovel, so or invincible shovel. That one. No, that uh, one was better. No, it was not. <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely fucking. We can not. talk about that next week. Um. Yeah, pick it up. Tell us what you think about it, and uh, yeah. We'll see y'all next time. Share this with a miner. Bye.